0: you to stand for the reading of the word of the lord uh one of the things we're going to uh, one of the things we've been talking about uh with building an apostolic house is the fear of god coming back into the coming back into the house and one of the things that we used to do back in the old day uh, is not it's not a form of tradition but when Uh, it's it's even in the book in the Bible I believe it's in Ezra Nehemiah probably Ezra I believe is when Ezra began to read the book he stood on the platform and they stood for hours hearing the word of the Lord they stood at attention half half of y'all can't even stand uh, two seconds but those people stood the whole day listening to the Bible being read by Ezra as he talked as he read the Torah the word of the Lord to the people and they stood in reverence to the Lord, amen. Uh, we are reading, first we're going to do First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. We're still building an apostolic house. Remember, it's not a denomination, um, but it is the way that the church should be built and operated uh, apostolically. And as I told you over several occasions over the course of what I've been preaching, uh, modern-day church has eliminated uh, most apostles and prophets, and the church at large is now mostly ran by evangelicals, uh, evangelists, pastors, and teachers when there was never the order uh, for the church to be ran. The order of the church should be ran by apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but the foundation of the church, the church really started with the apostles. If you read the Bible, as I've told you a few weeks back, most of the New Testament is written by the apostles. It was not written by pastors. Uh, The apostles gave instructions to the pastors in the New Testament. Read your Bible. So we cannot eliminate apostles and say that when the disciples died, the apostles, that ended the apostle era, era, that is a lie from hell. The apostleship is perpetual. And let me tell you this, if that were not the case, Jesus is the chief apostle of the church. And he ever liveth. Am I not right? So if he's the chief apostle, then that lets me know that the fivefold ministry, the apostles and prophets are still needed in modern day church. That's why we got a lot of trash going on in the body of Christ now, because no apostles are set in order. We got it run by pastors. And pastors cannot dictate how the church should be ran because that was that was given to the apostles. Alright. And verse uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church. Where? In the church. Where? In the church. Who is first? The apostles. Second, who? Third, what? After that, the miracles. Then gifts of healing helps administration varieties of tongues so we have diverse gifts in the body of christ and paul says in the book of ephesians let's turn over to ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Uh, actually he said in first corinthians but turn over to ephesians after 28 he said are all apostles are all prophets are all teachers are all workers of miracles everybody has a different gift Everybody cannot be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. But we need some administrators. Come on. We need some miracle workers. Come on. We need the people that have the gift of helps. All of these are the parts of the body of Christ which help make the church run and function as it should. Amen? So touch your neighbor Said you may not be an apostle, but you may be an administrator. And the apostles need administrators. Oh, wow. And we need the gift of help to help the people in the church. Uh, so don't get mad if you have the gift of help and I'm called to be an evangelist. All the parts of the bodies are needed to help the church. All right. Ephesians 4.11. This is Jesus. This is Paul talking. He's talking about Jesus. And he himself some gave some to be apostles. Some 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 for 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 till oh, touch your neighbor, we got a lot of work to do till we all come into the unity and come on and the, and of the knowledge of the son of God to a Perfect, oh my God. To a perfect man, that doesn't mean perfect like y'all think, but I'm talking about complete, complete in him. To you are perfected in him and till you, to everything about you lines up right. to Jesus Christ. Right. So we got a lot of work to do because a lot of us still are not lined up. To a perfect man to measure, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Let's keep on reading. That we should no longer be children. Mm -mm. Tossed to and fro and carried away about every wind of... Oh, my Lord. All right, y'all sit down. And that's why the apostles are needed in the body of Christ because the, the apostles... They, they are government officials of heaven. And all of, these, all of these doctrines that are now infiltrating the church, we cannot, we've got to defend the faith. And the apostles, the apostolic people have to be defenders of the faith. Everybody say defenders of the faith. We can no longer, oh my Lord, let me, let me, let me get to this part. I'm going to start where we, uh, well, I'm not going to start. I'm going to pick back up. Uh, where we finished uh, last Sunday, where we started last Sunday, but I've got to read you something. Uh, There is a, uh, a mentality in the body of Christ and the apostles... And the apostolic people have to deal with it. And it's still going on now. And it is a, it is a, it is a theology or a mindset. Uh, it's called uh, escapism mentality. What do you mean? We, as a generation of believers... We don't want to upset anyone with the name of Jesus. And that everything will be alright when we die and live in the afterlife. We're just supposed to suffer and endure but not ruffle anyone's feathers. Uh, We're supposed to be quiet Christians, live our life quietly, not upset, not make too much waves because we don't want to offend nobody. And so this mentality has been in the church for a long time because of persecution. And we've got to get back to the point. Everybody is coming out of the closet. Everybody is about their life. Everybody is 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 uh, you know they 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 they're standing up for what they believe. They're standing up for liberalism. They're standing up for conservatism. They're standing up for impeachment to get Trump out of the office. Can't hear nobody say nothing right there. Everybody is standing up for what they believe. But when it comes to the name of Jesus, nobody wants to offend nobody on the job you don't even want to wear a t-shirt that says the name of Jesus because you are afraid that somebody will get upset because of what you believe well I don't, well, let me tell you something the Christianity the Christianity religion is uh, has always been a religion that upsets other gods now the real issue is the gods of this world and the real true and living God and that's where the apostles come in because they usher in I can't hear nobody say nothing they usher in The true and living God is the one who created heaven and earth. And all these little demigods that y'all got, hallelujah, they ain't about nothing. So the issue has always been about who is the real God. But nobody wants to offend. You won't even post stuff about what you believe. And it hasn't even hit America. Let me finish this before. So we're we're just just supposed to suffer and wait on God to rescue us from this life. And uh, we never evangelize because we don't want to offend nobody or get in trouble. We just want to be a recluse with our faith. We never evangelize because, again, we don't want to offend nobody. I don't want nobody to know I serve Jesus. I don't want nobody to know I'm a Jesus freak. I don't want nobody to know that I speak in tongues. I can't hear nobody say nothing. When the apostolic church, if you read your Bible, they were bold. And the Bible says, and the righteous shall be bold as a lion. Why are the Muslims on the street? Hallelujah. Why are they doing more evangelism than the church? Why are they going to prisons? Hallelujah. Evangelizing. They doing the same thing. I can't know it. But they are winning more people, it seems like, on their side than we are to the church, because we all we want to do is build bigger churches. Drive fancier cars. Wear the best suit. How many of you got, Doc? How many of you running, Doc? I can't know about it, but you ain't doing nothing. You're not serving your community. You're not going out evangelizing. You won't even speak to the person that's walking up and down the street. Hallelujah. That don't look like you because you scared. Touch your neighbor and tell them apostolic people can no longer be recluse. We can no longer be hidden in the closet. We've got to be bold about our faith because Jesus set up and died on the cross for us. And how dare I hold my tongue because I'm scared of what you think. Touch your neighbor and say, we've got to be bold. Because you don't want to be persecuted. Part of being a Christian is being persecuted. Because we are not of this world. We belong to Jesus Christ. Why y'all not saying nothing? Touch your neighbor and say, I got to be bold as a lion. When I was in the world, I was bold for Satan. Why is it that when I come to church I got to be a recluse? I don't want nobody to know on my job that I'm saved and that I'm sanctified. I don't even want to share the love, the love of Jesus Christ to anybody on my job. I just want to hold it in and keep Jesus all to myself. Touch your neighbor said that's not, that's not, that's not the apostolic way. Jesus died. He came to the earth to die for your sin. And how dare you sit there and not share the gospel of Jesus Christ when everybody in your household is going to hell and you the only one going to heaven. You are a disservice to Christianity. If everybody in your family is going to hell and all you sit down, all you sit there is talk about everybody and what they ain't doing and they ain't saved, well, why don't you help them get saved with your apostolic self? When we have whole movements with other religions and organizations who defend what they believe and we are quiet about our Jesus. The Bible says, and the righteous shall be bold as a lion. And today I pray that that escapism mentality is ripped off of your mind and that you become bold in your faith and you begin to evangelize on your job, hallelujah. And sometimes you don't even have to say Jesus, 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 but it's the light that shines within you. Come on, I can't hear nobody say nothing. Touch your neighbor say, it. it's the light of Jesus shining in you. You ain't got to say Jesus. People can smell Jesus on you just by your scent, hallelujah, because there's a scent that holy people have. got to be defenders. Apostolic people have to have to be defenders of the faith. Everybody say defenders of the faith. Why are y'all quiet today? Touch your neighbor said we've got to be defenders of our faith. Touch your neighbor said I can no longer be quiet. The only reason why you quiet is because you are still in sin. Because you now the live in the epistle and don't nobody want to hear what you got to say because you still smoking. I can't nobody say that. You still whoring. I can't nobody say that. You still drinking. I can't nobody. You still at happy hour, happy hour with your friends and your besties. Uh, and you say you got the, you got Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says shun the very appearance of evil. I cannot look like the world. The people of God look different, Hallelujah. That's why in the book of Acts, Hallelujah, the people respected the Christians of Antioch. How they respected the Christian because there was this way that they held themselves. There was a character that they had about themselves. I don't know what we got going on now. Everybody saved. Everybody knows God. Everybody know God. Everybody know God. Everybody know God. Everybody knows God. I was reading the article in the wee hours of this morning about the Archbishop. Uh, they are criticizing him uh, for his stance on what the Bible says. Do y'all not know that the Bible is always attacked attack against the world system? And that the Bible to them seems antiquated. And it's not to really be believed. Uh, the archbishop defends words on same-sex marriage. No one can update the faith. This is what the archbishop said. The Anglican archbishop of the diocese of Sydney, Australia... Has come under fire for more for his recent statements he made regarding the church's position on same-sex unions. While it is not surprising that people have found Archbishop Glenn Davies' words offensive, how is the Bible offensive? Well, it's always offensive to those who ain't living worth a nickel's worth of dog meat. So many news outlets have ignored the context of his speech. Let me tell you something about the news, this propaganda. They take certain words of your speech and highlight that, but miss the whole entirety of the message. He said, my own view, said Archbishop Glenn Davies in his presidential address at the 51st Synod of the Diocese of Sydney, is that If people wish to change the doctrine of our church, they should start a new church or join a church more aligned to their views. But do not ruin the Anglican church by abandoning the the plain teaching of scripture. He said, please leave us. At the beginning of his speech, Archbishop Davies spent more than 20 minutes discussing the gravity of the bishop's role as well as the actions of specific bishops in the Anglican church. The office of the bishop, said Davies, finds its basis in Paul's instructions in the epistles of Timothy and Titus and the Anglican uh polity, polity, uh, whatever it is, retained this ancient office of bishop as a means of guarding the faith and trusting with responsibility. So they have taken they're offended by scripture. People are offended when you really believe the Bible. When the Bible says this is wrong, people are offended. And you're going to be persecuted for believing the Bible. Touch your neighbor say, so you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be talked about. Hallelujah. And that's what happened in the book of Acts. The apostolic people, because they believed in Jesus, every town and city that Paul and Barnabas went into, they were attacked by their own people. Read it. The Jews whom Jesus was sent to. There were some Jews that came over to, they believed in the Messianic. Faith. They believed in Jesus, that he that he is, that he offers salvation. Now there were other Jews who didn't believe in that because they believe in Judaism. Oh yeah, that's a whole different situation right there. And then the people, so they started riots every time Paul went into a city. I'm reading out here every time he went into a city, people would get saved and multitudes would get saved. Jews and Greeks alike would get saved. But then there was a a 1% that didn't like what, what they saw and they were jealous because they were losing. And so they started up riots and got in the midst of the people and started turning the people against what Paul and Barnabas had been preaching. Let your neighbor said, defenders, defenders of the faith. So, apostolic people, you're going to be persecuted. Jesus has sent us out. Amen. Jesus has sent us out. He said, Go into all the world and preach the, the gospel. Not what you think, Amen. but the gospel. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ that Jesus came, he died, and he's coming back. Do you believe that? Yeah. Well, if you believe he died, then you've got to die. Uh, <sighs> got quiet on that one. Touch a neighbor, said, we've got to die. Can no longer live for ourselves, but Jesus said, "If you're gonna follow me, you got to deny yourselves." Touch a your neighbor, said, "You've got to deny yourselves." It's real quiet right there. Touch a neighbor, said, "You've got to deny yourself." <laughs> touch the other neighbor that got mad and sleep on the other side of you. And tell him, "You've got to deny yourself." Touch that one that's behind you. Touch the one behind you. And say, "Hey, wake up! I know it's cold, but touch a neighbor. you 'You've got to deny yourself. Wake up out of that sleep.'" defending the faith, being apostolic people, there's another article that I was reading. I'm reading everything, Lord. Everything makes so much sense now since I'm studying the apostolic. While you have the liberties over here in America, we are free to worship Jesus Christ. Other countries, they are shutting churches down. And half of y'all won't even evangelize. And some of those people, let me tell you, I was reading this article. uh, um, let Let me read it. Authorities in Algeria on Wednesday, October 16th, closed the Light Church building. A day after sealing shut the country's largest church despite resistance, sources said. A third church in northern Algeria, Source of Light Church, was also closed on Tuesday. Uh, the pastor, I can't say that name because it's a weird name, of the church said he was surprised how rapidly police acted to close the building of his 150-member congregation after summoning him to the police station. From there, they quickly drove him to the church site where more than a dozen officers were about to seal the main door of the church. The pastor asked them permission to gather a few items. He said, "As soon as I arrived at the scene, seeing that they were not going, uh, they were going to seal it. I asked the officer, a lady, to give me the time to look for the keys to be able to recover a few items." Pastor said t- he told the morning, uh, the morning star news. The officer told me, "I'll give you half an hour. If you're not back then, we're going into action and closing everything." After he collected his items, the church building was sealed within 15 minutes. He said the pastor had been notified on Tuesday that the church building would be closed. The same day authorities forcibly closed the buildings of Algeria's two largest churches over the objection of protesters. At one of the churches, the police went in because the people in the church There were so many people in the church trying to stop the police that the police began to drag the women by their hair and drag them out of the church. These people are defenders of their faith. They believe in Jesus. Now, if some of y'all, if police came in here and dragged y'all out by your hair, well, they would just probably grab the hair. Y'all be still there on the floor. Y'all be still there. I thought I had. Uh. <laughs> oh, Lord, I got a bald head lady with a wig cap on. Probably take off running after that. (laughs) They disappeared when I grabbed their hair. (laughs) But I want you to understand that persecution, and I believe a day is coming, it's already starting. Well, they are trying, it's almost like uh, Herod was that Herod that beheaded John the Baptist? Yeah, because a woman was mad because he called out their sin. And what the government wants to do now is chop the head off the church to silence the church from calling sin, sin. But I wish I had some people that would stand to their feet and say, I believe the Bible and whatever the Bible says is still right anyhow. I don't care how you feel. The Bible, touch on neighbors said the Bible is still right and sin is still sin and wrong is still, come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. I wish I had some bold believers from this day forward who said, I ain't shutting down for nobody. If you don't like my Jesus, tear down. Hallelujah. For him I die, for him I live. I am not, I will not silence myself because you don't believe. All right, y'all can sit down. You're making me nervous. But it's time out for this fake Christianity. No, 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 no. I'm tired. If you're going to live for Jesus, live for Jesus. If you're not, get out. Because every other religion, the Muslims, they, they are hundred percent in. They're praying three times a day. I can Rosh Hashanah. Did I say it right? Who do the who do the Rosh Hashanah? Oh the Jewish people. Somebody got Rosh Hashanah, honey. Somebody. Ramadan. They're praying. They're fasting. Let me tell y'all something. Even the witches believe in fasting and praying. And the warlocks and the Satanists, they're going to be fasting and praying all this week because this week is Halloween. They already, while y'all sleep, the witches are up at 3 and 4 in the morning, at 12 midnight, up praying, flying all over the world. They're evangelizing. They are ambassadors for Satan. Well, y'all think this is a game? They are, they are sold out for Satan, the God of this world who's already defeated. They just blind. They just don't know. But they believe and they have some level of power. You think the witches don't have power? You think the Satanists don't have power? you a bald-faced liar. But they don't have that's the difference between let me tell you something, when the real true Christian operates in power they will shut down the witches and warlock, if that were not so read the book of Acts, there was a sorcerer named Elamus, I can't hear nobody say nothing and when Paul showed up on the scene that witch doctor was trying to get that, uh, that government official not to believe and Paul said in the name of Jesus I strike you blind and that man went blind the same minute because the power of God would always trump The power of Satan. I wish I had a church in here. Touch on, neighbor said, the power of God, the true power of God, will always trump Satan's power because he got some power, but he does not have. So I don't care what the witches do, I don't care what the Satanists do. I serve a God who made their God y'all ain't saying nothing judge your neighbors that I serve a God who made their God God made Satan Satan didn't make himself and God is the undefeated champion there is no one will ever be no one greater than him put your hands together and clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you Well the real Christians holler back at your boy. I ain't talking about you fake Christian that serve God on Sunday but the rest of the week you live like hell but I'm talking about the real Christian Hallelujah who live holy. Hallelujah seven days a week you fast, you pray you come to the house of God you turn your plate over you on your face before God you doing everything you know how to do for your God Hallelujah and you will serve him even if it costs you your very life. Everybody hold, hold out, sold out. Sold out. S O L D and S O U L E D. Touch the but I'm sold and sold out. Sold. Now, let me get back to last week. 12 characteristics of the church of Jerusalem. I preach myself happy. I think, I don't know where we stopped. I don't know if it was prayers or fear. Fear, thank you. Signs and wonders? All right, Dietra, I was going to give you a brownie, but you don't get it. A muffin. Signs and wonders, everybody holler out, signs and wonders. Can I get some tea? I think it's it's getting ready to go out. Uh, Signs and wonders, everybody say, signs and wonders. This is the miracle dimension of apostolic ministry. Signs and wonders are not were, but still is a part of the apostolic church. Everybody say, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders, this is the miracle dimension of apostolic ministry. Everybody holler back again, signs and wonders. We've got to get back to the day. I just don't want to hear about Bishop C.H. Mason and the Church of God in Christ and how he did miracles. But I want to know in 2019 is there still miracles being performed now in 2019 in the modern day church? Are there still miracles? I don't want to hear about yesterday. I want to hear about now. Touch a neighbor said, I don't want to hear about yesterday no more. I don't even want to read about it in the book of Acts. But I want to know if y'all told me that the same God back then is the same God now. And he's the same God. He never changes. Yeah, come on. Touch the neighbor said, I don't want to hear about it but I want to see it manifested now in modern day church I want to know do miracle signs and wonders do they still exist holler back at your boy and shout yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the miracle dimension of apostolic ministry everybody number seven everybody say number seven the believers were together And had all things in common. What happened? What? The believers were all together and what? Oneness of purpose and mind was characteristic of the church of Jerusalem. Number eight, giving. Everybody say giving. There was a giving spirit in the church of Jerusalem. This was the result of great grace. Everybody say great grace. Being upon them all. And if you want to study that, that's Acts chapter 4, verses 33 through 35. Acts 4, 33 through 35. The needs of every believer were met as a result of apostolic dimension. Number nine, continuing daily. Everybody say continuing daily. They continued daily with one accord in, oh my God. They continued daily with one accord in the temple. We ask y'all to come twice a week. But the church of Jerusalem met every day. Because y'all got a lot of sin. That's why you got a lot of church. To keep the people rallied together. To keep them on one accord, we give y'all two days a week, the rest of the days, we don't know what y'all doing. But we know when you come to church on Wednesday, if you do or if you don't, (laughs) I'm tired. Well, you couldn't have made it back in them days because they had church every day. They were meeting every day, every day, every day, eating and congregating. And hearing the word of the Lord. Well, they didn't like that. Let me keep on going. <laughs> continuing daily. Did I say continuing daily? Yes. They continued daily with one accord in the temple. They worshiped together regularly at the temple, and they met in small groups for communion. So not only did they have to go to church every day, but they also had small groups. They met in homes, and they had communion. Now, I asked y'all this last week. If we gonna, if, if I say, uh, uh, Brother Ford, we're going to have small groups at the Ford house. Uh, can we come over to your house? Uh, would you say, uh, well, I got it now. Would you have to put up some things if we came over unannounced? Could we just come in? Oh, somebody said, well, well, let me get my Clorox first. Let me get my Fabuloso. And let me clean up first before y'all come over. Uh, (laughs) Let me get the sheets off the couch. Let me fold these clothes up before y'all come. It's quiet. Quiet, quiet. Let me shove this stuff in the closet because I don't want you to see. All right, let me move on because some of y'all have got mad. Number 10. Everybody say gladness. Great joy, including thankfulness, was characteristic of this church. The spirit of gladness was strong in Jerusalem. Apostolic churches will have a strong kingdom aspect of the joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, we experienced that just a few minutes earlier, right? Y'all were singing glory and sweating and jumping and going on. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. Everybody at number 11 say praise. Praise. Strong praise is released through the apostolic anointing. Mm -hmm. Apostolic churches will be centers of praise and celebration. Praise is an apostolic church. Praise in an apostolic church. Will be instrumental in pulling down strongholds. That's why you should never come in here. Well, well, if you do come in here some, feeling some kind of way, when all the saints get together and we start praising and magnifying Jesus, like anybody say nothing. When we start magnifying Jesus, not the problem that you're dealing with, but I'm talking about making Jesus larger than your problem. Because if your problem got a name, there's a name that's above every name, that, and at the name, at that name, every knee got to bow. Such a neighbor said, if you got a name, if you can name it, if you got an issue. That's got a name. There's a bigger name, bigger than that name. And that, that name, that, that what you're dealing with got the bow. Pull down strongholds. Through praise, kings are bound with chains and nobles with fetters of iron. Reference scriptures, Psalms 149 and 8. Number 12, the last one. These are the characteristics of the apostolic church in Jerusalem. Everybody holler out favor. favor. Now, I only heard this side over here. I didn't hear nobody over here holler out favor. favor. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole church holler out favor. favor. The whole city was favorable to the church of Jerusalem. Favor is the Greek word charis, charis, meaning the divine influence upon the heart. God gives apostolic churches favor in their cities, regions, or nations. Everybody holler out favor. And we believe that as we continue to build this apostolic house, that more favor for government officials will be given to, given, given on this house. Amen. We've already had a city, our city council representative already visit this church. And next we're going to believe that the mayor is going to come here. Oh. When the favor of the Lord is upon the apostolic house, government officials recognize it and they come where favor is because they know that the power of God is there. In the favor of the Lord the apostolic anointing will cause you to meet kings and queens if that were not so look at, look at the story of Paul again with Elam when Paul went to go visit that, that man he was a government official and he wanted to hear the word of the Lord and that wish doctor tried to stop it and intervene with it favor will cause you to come before great people the apostolic anointing that favor that rest that favor that, that mention of favor that rests upon apostolic people will cause you to come before great men and women Not for you to kiss butt. But for you to make a difference and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if the Lord even allows you to release a prophetic word. Mm, See, that witch was trying to stop the prophetic word of salvation coming to the government official. But God, through Paul, Struck that joker blind. Go blind in Jesus' name. And he was groping around. And the government official got saved because of the miracle power of God. Let me tell y'all something about miracles. If you read in the book of the Bible. In the book of the Bible. <laughs> if you read in the book of Acts. Miracles. I've said this before. Miracles cause people to come to attention that did not believe in Jesus it causes people to make a decision like huh? this Jesus there was a sorcerer name what was his name in the book of Acts Simon was it Simon Simon and uh Simon thought he was the big chief because he was doing all the signs and wonders. Oh, but then here come Peter. Here come Peter on the scene. And Peter gained more attention than the witch. Because again, I say, the witches only have but when you serve God, signs and wonders cause people to come to attention even some of these church folks that are wavering because when they experience true authentic power raw power of God you've got to you've, it's going to make you stop and come and that's where we want to get back in this house we want to get back to the raw authentic power of God that'll make sinners be like there is a God touch your neighbor say there is a God Touch your other neighbor that sleep and tell them there is a God. So I need you to understand there's great power and grace upon the apostolic house. Everybody say great power and grace. Power, and grace. power is the mark of true apostolic ministry. What did I say? Power is the true mark of apostolic. Let's look at Acts chapter 5. Look at verse 12. Acts five twelve. Power is the what? The true mark. And through the hands of the apostle. Oh, my time is up. I got to go. And through the hands of the apostles. A little sign. Some signs, many signs and wonders were done among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Listen, yet none of the rest dared to join them, but the people esteemed them highly. See, when the church starts walking in power, sinner folks, either they're going to join you and get saved. They're gonna step back. Because they're like, I ain't ready for that, but like the Chinese folk, the Korean folk, I mean. they because they, they see the power, they respect the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in you. When's the last time sinners respected you? When they can see the light of Jesus, when is the last time someone knew, knew that you were saved? Even, even if you didn't even say nothing about Jesus, but they, they, they'd be like, there's something different about you. What's, what's up? So yesterday, I was kickboxing, praise the Lord. Yes, I was kickboxing. And uh, uh, my... A trainer. Uh, everyone, uh, he knows about Jesus. Uh, that's all I say on that. So we were talking yesterday, and he said, uh, I told him, you know, what's been going on in, in my life and you know, my dad. This long text yesterday uh, when I got home, I was like oh. he said, uh, I didn't get to talk to you on the way out yesterday. He said I want you to have a good day. I'm sending prayers y'all's way. He said, of course. Also, keep your head up, like you have been, man. You're setting the example for us when times get trivial. It's genuinely inspirational, inspirational, honestly. You have a lot of responsibilities, in my opinion, because he knows I'm a pastor. I'm honestly impressed by how you keep it low-key. I'm like, boy, if you only knew. You only see me three times a week. But when I go in there, Whatever I'm dealing with, you'll never know it because I'm taking it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, we'll stop. Uh, 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 But I'm coming there for a purpose. Let me finish. I got to go. He said, honestly, I'm impressed by how you keep it low key. My godparents are both pastors, and I know the explicit details of the weight that carries, not even uh, to mention the workload, too. I said, yeah, there's a lot with being a pastor. And this is why you know, my spiritual son introduced me into kickboxing, something I've been wanting to do to relieve the stress of ministry and working full time and, and, you know, and all of this. I said, my wife and I have made a commitment to taking care of our health. And I said, my dad is my motivation because when I'm seeing my father go through, sometimes you can take negative situations and you can use it as stepping stones to do something better. So I've decided, I've decided, I've decided. What I see my dad going through, this, this diabetes and, and the amputation of his uh, right here. They did this on Tuesday. And, uh, and uh, you know, the, the eating bad and watching my family eat all the wrong stuff during holidays. And just not even holidays, period. Yeah. For me to stay around, for me to fulfill the assignment. On our lives? I was talking to my sister-in-law last night, uh, Tavia, and I said, you know, we were both talking about, she said, I've stopped eating dairy because dairy is bad for me. And she said, I've grown so accustomed not to having dairy that it doesn't even bother me now. Because I've taken it out of my diet because it messes my body up. She said, the doctors didn't even have to tell me to come off dairy, I decided from my own experience that it's messing me up. So I took it out of my diet. And I said, you know what? In the black church, we focus so much on salvation, just getting saved, just want to go to heaven, honey. But we forgot that Jesus Christ is concerned about the total man. He's not only concerned about your salvation, he's concerned about what you putting in your mouth. Amen. Because let me tell you something, touch your neighbor and say, god, god gets, gets no, glory no glory when you die early. You die early. Yes, First of all, the Bible says he has guaranteed us 120. Some of us ain't even making it to 40. So, if the Bible guarantees 120, what am I doing to make it to 120? So many sick folks in Christendom. We're sick because we're eating the wrong stuff. We won't exercise. You just want to read your Bible, come to prayer and want to shut I mean, and, and shake and all that kind of stuff but you ain't but, uh, 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 you live in holy but you forgot that gluttony is a sin <laughs> but you worried about the homosexual but you forgot that, that uh, gluttony is also a sin you worried about somebody masturbating but you can't even stop that eating I said it. I did say it. And guess what? You don't even have to be plump. But it's some skinny folks. Let me, let me come on, come on here. Come on here. Because you think all fat folks are unhealthy. Let me tell you something. There are some, there are some, there are some fluffy people that are healthy. And then some of you skinny folks that are dying by heart attacks and all this other kind of stuff. Why y'all ain't saying nothing? And all you want to do is come and But you're cutting your life short Because you won't stop eating the wrong things God don't get glory He does not get glory When you die early Because you have an assignment To fulfill But because you have no discipline You have not died To yourself and the same thing that carried Adam away from God is the same thing that's carrying men and women away from God. Food. You won't kill the idol, which is your stomach. Because you've made, I want what I want to eat. You've made the king, stomach your God don't get quiet. That's why you're diabetic. And the doctors ain't gonna tell you stop eating sugar. Stop eating all that corn because the more sick you are, the more money they drain from you. It sure is quiet. (laughs) Don't eat them pig feet. with your high blood pressure self. I mean, eat pink feet in Jesus' name. And then you have the dumb sayings. You always, the folk, we say, well, we all going to die some anyway, so I might as well. You dummy. You dummy. Stop it. Because God gets no glory with you dying early and not fulfilling your mission. Because everybody in these seats got a purpose. But if you don't learn how to discipline yourself with your mouth, your saved self going to die early. I know you got mad and probably messed up the offering. (laughs) What does that have to do with the apostolic house? You cannot fulfill your apostolic mission if you die early. I was thinking about, and we're getting ready to go. I'm thinking about all these folks that's dying. I thought about uh, Botham Jean, what's the boy's name? Botham John. And I thought about the lady that died in Fort Worth. What's her name? Tatiana, Tatiana, and I said, if "Somebody, tea. But I thought about where are the miracle workers? Tatiana shouldn't be dead. Botham Jean, John, Jean, John. Lord, I'm gonna get his name. Bj. B.J. shouldn't be dead. But if we had true apostolic people that believed in the raw power of God, we should be able to go over there and say, get up. It's not your time yet. No, 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 no. I'm serious. Peter, in the book of Acts, Told y'all, a woman named Lydia, she died. She was a maker of purple. She made stuff. She got sick and died. They called for Peter, who was in another city, and said, come over here and see about this woman. The church called for the apostle because he had an apostolic grace and anointing on a resurrection power because he served the Resurrector. He said, come on over here, this woman is dead, she's a good woman. He put all the mourning women out. Peter was only duplicating what he saw Jesus do. If we say we serve Jesus, and he said, greater works. Do y'all know that the church would be filled if the saints, if the apostolic saints really believed the Bible? So these folks that are dying early the tr- they should be uh, Dallas police I need some, uh, we need some people from the way, we need that apostle and, and some of these apostle, apostolic people uh, that listen to the apostle can y'all come over here and raise this man from the dead uh, <clears throat> crimes that cannot be solved they should be calling the prophets and the seers. Oh, I wish I had a church. The government should be calling the church. Not the church always looking for handouts from the government. I wish I had a church. But I'm talking about an apostolic people who will say, uh-uh, it ain't. These little kids died. They haven't even fulfilled their mission. And then we got these old dumb preachers. Well, God then picked another flower. He picked another angel They're going to fly away. I've never read in the Bible where we're going to be flying. Have y'all seen that? Well, y'all get different. We used to sing in the Baptist church. Are we still? Oh, Lord. I'm going to have to stop singing. Have y'all help me? I'm going to make my own song for the next... Few. <laughs> I fly. You ain't flying nowhere. So I know I done shot myself in the foot. I can't sing that song no more. I'm going to have to create my own song now. You ain't flying. Touching that, so you ain't flying nowhere. I'm going to fly over to Peter's house. I'm a fly over to John's house. Fly over to Moses' house. Touch your neighbor and say, ain't no flying. See how much trash we have recycled in the church? And we, we, we say it's God. Touch your neighbor and say, ain't no flying. You're lying. And let me tell you something. You ain't, I know that's bad grammar. You ain't no flower that God then picked from his rose bush. But all this mess that we have learned in the church ain't God. It sound good, and you start shouting because of the sound, but it ain't biblically based. No, I done got mad, and y'all did too. Come on, stand up. I'm flying over to Jesse's house, and I'm going to see David. And Mm-mm. First of all, I ain't flying nowhere. I'm just going to be glad that I made it in the gates. I wish I had a church. Touch your neighbor said, I'm just gonna be glad. I'll see Big Mama later, but let me Lord, I'm just gonna fall at the feet of Jesus and thank you. Oh, and I'm gonna sing that song like Mama said, never would have made it. <laughs> Come on here. Never should have made it without you. the neighbor said I just want to make it in but before I make it in I want to live a life down here because the old people said and that is true I'm living now to live again it's time for us to start walking in power these folks should be calling for the church folks can you come lay hands The hospital should not be getting bigger and bigger. It should be shrinking. Because if we really believe the Bible and we believe in Jesus, he said, greater works you're going to do? He said, you're going to lay hands on the sick and they might recover? They shall recover. But the question is, do Do we really believe the Bible or is it a a a a book of fables? Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.